Hey, this is Derek Green from Sepultura. You're listening to The Underground. This is Christian from Il Nino. This is Dino Cazares from The Fear Factory. Hey, this is Jerry Only. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Kitchen Gage. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter. This is Sonny from The Bad P.O.D. This is Sully Erna from Godsmack. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. Catching up with the one and only Wednesday 13 on the Underground. It is Ned Wednesday. How are you, man? I'm great. It is Wednesday the 13th here, and uh, it's my day. My phone is going crazy and messages. It's like, it's like I'm Santa Claus or something. I don't know. I love it. So what is a typical day in the life of you on Wednesday 13? Do you do the 13th? Do you do anything different Wednesday or is it just same old, same old? Same old, same old. I mean, normally, you know, I try to do something clever on my social media, but today it was, I don't have to really be clever. I just say, hey, happy Wednesday the 13th. Oh, see what I did there? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, pretty easy. I get a couple of these every, every year. It's just really cool. I get tons of messages on social media from all over the world. People just, you know, when they see that date, they they think of me. So it's it's cool to be to be thought of. Yeah, I think that's cool right there, man. I was thinking the same thing, got to admit it. But big time news with you heading back our way in February Wednesday and performing Murder Dolls, all sorts of awesome. You hyped up for that? Super excited. We just finished our U.S. tour. It was 38 shows here in the States. A long tour. We left in October, came back in December. So it was a, a long time, but it was. It did not feel like that because every show was, was packed and was great. And the reaction from the fans was just overwhelming. I didn't realize that a whole new generation of fans turned up. The parents that were there in the beginning brought their kids. So now there's a whole new group. It's like gremlins. They've... <laughs> They've, yeah, it's uh, it's the coolest thing ever. And they're just as into it as their parents were. And it's just something I wasn't expecting. I mean, that's something when you, you don't ever think about getting old when you start doing this in the beginning. At least I never did. I never, or I ever thought I'm never going to make it rock and roll lifestyle, you know, live fast, <laughs> die young. So to see this, it's just something I didn't even think about. So it's great. And knowing that we've got a whole year of dates coming up all around the world, is it's going to be really cool to see this in different parts of the world and the reaction. And, and Australia is one of my favorite places, one of our biggest places. So uh, I can't wait to see the reaction. I, I know it's going, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's very exciting. We are all sorts of hyped up for it. And you're sort of talking about the next generation coming through Wednesday there. And it brings me to the subject of your granddaughter, Piper. I saw on your social media is that she looks like she's sort of taking an interest in the same path you are. Like I I saw that just the other day, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it seems that way. Like my my daughter, you know, she was never really into the, you know, it wasn't that fascinating to her. It was just whatever. My granddaughter seems to really, really like the music, really likes the imagery. Uh, So it's just, uh, again, it's just, it's it's fun to see. And, you know, I never, again, never thought I would be a, a grandfather. So... Uh, being able to do to do this, you know, this many years later after I started off and have people excited to hear the music and the music has 
has has aged well and it's it's just a great thing things are are all good in my world right now yeah i love that and uh, talking to you over the years which i have wednesday i don't really look at you as sort of a nostalgic type guy because you're always sort of moving forward there's always another wednesday 13 project on the go but it brings me the question do you get into the nostalgia side of things much yeah i mean this definitely is is this tour has definitely brought brought that back on board you know and you know i i think revisiting these old these older songs and they've had such a, a long time now with the fans and and myself as well just going back and and revisiting these songs it's it's put my musical brain into that bowl again so i think the new wednesday 13 music is going to be a big reflection of this you get more of a nostalgic sounding more rock anthem middle finger do what i what i do best and do what i sort of set out in the beginning to do i've been experimenting over the past couple of records which has been a lot of fun and taking chances and doing stuff because i'm about you know start working on the 10th wednesday 13 record so you've got to change up and do some stuff to keep this exciting but it's always cool to return home where it started and i think that's where i'm headed on this on this new thing so the nostalgia thing is with the fans has definitely stirred that back up with me and my brain so you're probably going to get a, a good rock and roll nostalgic wednesday 13 record on the next one oh man definitely that's great to hear right there and sort of what are some of your fondest memories from back then wednesday oh man there's there's so many just you know i guess my favorite i mean just going to australia for the first time we're doing uh the the big day out festival and that was such a cool thing because there weren't a lot of bands on that tour that that we liked i guess not necessarily one of the, <laughs> I, I, i'm not to say that's nothing to do personally just like musical wise there was nobody we were in league with because we were the weirdos on that tour there was during that time you know music was weird anyway there was a lot of alternative stuff there was still kind of like all the the bands the strokes the vines the hives the <laughs> all the the bands and then and then you had the headliners you had foo fighters queens of the stone age jane's addiction which we were fans of of those bands so that was a cool thing and joey had known all those guys he was friends with dave Grohl and josh from queens and and I became friends with Jane's Addiction, with Dave Navarro. So it was just a fun tour, but we were our own little entity on that run. So it was almost an alternative fest, and we were the yeah. glam punk rock band. So all the weirdos and all the people came to see us at that little time of the day, and it just seemed like we were just killing it. Everybody had would, would come over just to see the weirdos on the tour, whether they liked us or not. They'd throw garbage at us, but they had to come and witness it. And uh, that's the band with the um, with the fuck umbrella. We got to go see them. <laughs> so, so it was just cool. That was kind of my first sort of festival sort of reaction. We did a couple of shows, but no like real festivals where I had to go out and grab the audience, you know. And uh, so that's sort of my first memories. And uh, so I, I learned a lot. And I there's you know I think our first Murder Dolls DVD is from from that tour. Yeah, it's great right there. And and just sort of touching on what you're talking about there, Wednesday, you were very much against the grain back in those days like it was sort of that coming out of that new metal era and and you guys are everything but that so i i 100 hear what you're saying with you being like the you know the outcasts of that yeah. era 
Definitely, most definitely. And it was cool because, like, even though Joey was in one of the bands that spearheaded the whole new metal movement, we here he was going, yeah, fuck yeah. that movement. I'm like, what is happening? This is crazy. <laughs> so that's why we love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. And Joey and I would always just talk about how the fam- that family was like us because, like, the main guy, the cook in the in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he was, like, one minute, like, yeah, I'm for this. And the next one, like, no, I'm against it. And so I was like, <laughs> Joey was that's why that that movie's such a big big deal for us so oh man that's crazy to hear right there and and and, you know changing things up i guess tragic on the passing of of joey and i was reading man like that you guys were sort of thinking about getting back together and getting on the road sort of thing is that right yeah i mean we we always talked in between albums and and things like that it would would be like all the time but like when we would talk you know something would come up uh you know oh you know we would say something about a movie and go oh we should write we should write a song about that that's a song title or something like that but back in 2018 we went to joey's house that was the first time i'd seen him in years during that time we were there at his house for like two days it was like during like uh, it was a holiday weekend here in the states and i was off tour two days we had like a barbecue at his house and he was like, man, I would, I would love to, to do a new murder dolls. And I'm like, all right, when I get off the road, we'll do it. And when I got off the road, it was right when COVID hit. Uh, mm-hmm. And I hit him up in the beginning of COVID. And he was, I was like, hey man, looks like the world's shutting down. Might have time to work on this new murder dolls. And he was like, yeah, we might have time. I'm finishing up some stuff here. And then COVID kicked in. Everybody started doing their thing. And then about a month before he passed, he messaged me, ironically, talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was on TV and he had sent me a video message of him watching it and he was just giggling laughing at it again he said another quote i was like we should write that song he's like yes on the next one and then he passed like a month a month later so i'm positive that if he was still here we would we would be working on it or there would be something out already so that's what makes sense to 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 do this and celebrate the music and celebrate celebrate him you know a lot of people didn't didn't get any closure with just his passing in the news. I don't know if anybody will ever get full, like the closure on it, but it does feel good to do these shows, talk about it in a fun, uplifting way. It's not a sad event or anything, but just people get, they, music heals. And I, I'm witnessing it for the fans and I'm, I'm also speaking for, it does, it heals. This is, this has been some closure for me that's amazing to hear right there and for me personally i have never seen murder dolls live so i'm very much excited to to check this out next year and i think it's just fantastic that you're doing it and and just a class act all around wednesday so thank you oh thank you yeah a lot of people you know have reminded me like and i guess i kind of forgot that in australia we never did a full headline tour so you only mm-hmm. seen a 45 minute set or less of murder dolls so with this tour you know we're bringing a 20 song set list from the records and a and a long list of stories that i tell in between the songs so it's almost oh, like nice. a storyteller's celebration you know it did great here in the states and i know it's gonna kill it in australia that's why i cannot wait we get a little break for christmas and then straight to australia and it's gonna be i i I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's fantastic. Everyone very much looking forward to the hype. That's how everyone's feeling down here. But man, I'm going to change things up to talk yep. about your collecting side of things. I noticed that the background of where you're sitting right now, you've yeah. got some amazing stuff right there. I'm a big time collector as well. Thank and you. we've recently just moved house and our garage flooded. 
everything, man. I'm talking everything was ruined, oh, including this. I don't know if you can see it there. My uh, Wednesday oh, yeah. 13 oh, Davy no. suicide sign poster. It is gone. My my copy of condolences. Like it doesn't look too bad there, but yeah, just water went through my whole vinyl collection. Just well for me, it was horrible, and I wanted to know yeah. for you, man, what would be the worst thing that you could possibly lose if there was something like that happened. Oh man, there's so much stuff around me. I, I keep my little. This is one of my classic figures. My uh, oh, an original. Man. It's an original Herman Monster from I think 1968. That's amazing. Uh, he's one of the oldest guys I have. Uh, they're still not that hard to find. You can still get them on eBay. They're not that. They're a couple hundred bucks. But uh, I guess stuff like this would be yeah. irreplaceable. I just I keep stuff surrounded by me. I have. I don't know why I'm obsessed with every green monster, Herman Monster. The creature in the Black Lagoon. Uh, this is a. I'll see next to me. This is a Stretch Armstrong from 1979. This is how simple childhood toys are. It's like, what's the feature of this guy? Like, all right, well, we'll squeeze him down like this, <laughs> right? And then you get this little lever in the back here, and you push it down, and it holds him like this, right? So the reveal is you pop the plug, and he. Boom. <laughs> he pops out. Yeah, here you right. go. Wow, see, that was simple times for simple minds. Yeah, man. And I remember last time I was talking to you Wednesday, you were talking, you were saying that you pretty much don't keep up with the modern horror. You're sort of an old school guy. Is that still the case or have you have you caught anything new of late? Nope, still haven't. Wow. <laughs> you know, I was talking to myself this morning thinking the same thing. Like, man, you need to catch on board. Because if it just keeps going, you're just, you're never going to, I'm not saying I'm against new stuff. I just haven't, nothing really keeps my my interest. There, there are certain movies, the remakes, they've remade everything that's that's possible. They're, and I've watched most of them and most of them are my favorite. But there are new things that I see and watch. I, I thought that Megan movie was pretty cool. It was weird. It was exactly what I thought it would be. I heard the new Godzilla is cool. Uh, um, I haven't you know, seen that. There's, yeah, there's lots. Of, I heard the Thanksgiving movie was cool. It's just when I I have very little time to sit down and chill out. Yeah, and when sure. I do, it's either do I want to invest this time into something brand new or would I rather watch <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre again, a new version in HD 4K. I'll take Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and that's <laughs> kind of what happens. And that goes on a list of stuff I will watch and then I forget about it. So, yeah, I, I, I need to break that habit and I need to start watching <laughs> stuff because I know there's good stuff out there. And I would love to make a horror movie uh, myself one day. So I do need to get on that. I need to quit being so stubborn and stuck in this time warp, which is an awesome time warp. I love the time warp right there. That's why I brought it up, man. But yeah, next thing I was going to bring up was the idea of you doing that horror movie. We've spoken about it in the past. Still no sort of plans to do that Wednesday because I'd love to see what you could sort of do. Necroface sort of comes to mind. Like the brilliant music that you have has to be converted to movies at some stage. I do have some plans. I have someone that I can work with. I, I, uh, over the COVID thing, I built a friendship with a guy uh, who does all my music videos and stuff now. And he's a local guy. He's become a real good friend. And we have the capability of making a professional movie and doing it right. It was literally just making the time to do it. I have to write a new Wednesday 13 record, and that's going to take priority over that. But I do have a couple of ideas. They're weird enough 
to, to make it work. And uh, so that will be something I, I will do. It's, it's still in the, it's still in the cards. Oh, that's, that's like the best news coming out of this interview right there, man, because I've been hanging for it for years, as I know many Wednesday 13 fans have. So you're talking about the new Wednesday 13 record as well. Is there any idea of when that might hit? I know you're very busy on the road. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to write and record it in the middle of next year. So it'll be out sometime in 2025. I don't know if it'll be early, middle. That really depends on the label when they want to release it. I'm not yep. trying to rush it. It's the 10th album. We're doing this Murder Dolls touring up till next year. And then I'll probably change gears into the new record from that point. So 2025 will be the, the year to do it. It's going to be, and, and, and again, I'm going to put everything I have into it. And people have asked me what, what I think it'll sound like. And uh, I guess as of right now, if I had to make a guesstimate, my mind has been on these Murder Doll songs and that yeah. type of music and that sound has been reignited in my brain. So I think that's going to reflect on the new writing. So if that's the case, you're going to get a fast-paced rock punk anthem Wednesday 13 record, which will be kind of returning to what I started doing, which will be fun just to go back and revisit that. So I think that's where, where I'm going with it. Oh, very exciting times. Yeah, that has got me all sorts of excited. And of course, like we were talking about, you're coming out here for Murder Dolls next year, which is so, so cool. Is there anything else we need to know before I let you go Wednesday? Just we're, we're bringing a, a great set. Like I said, it's going to be, you know, 20, 20 songs that we have on the set list. We cover, I feel like all the bases. There's, I think there's 40 Murdered All songs in existence that people can listen to. It's not everything. So that leaves a, that leaves room for part two if this one goes as, as well as I think it will. But it's going to be great. It's going to be cool celebrating it, you know, with the fans all over the world. And I'm glad that Australia is next up on the, on the list. That's, the, that's how we kick off 2024. So I know it's going to be exciting and uh, we can't wait to get there. Yeah, and we can't wait to have you here. Of course, Wednesday 13, heading here, performing Murder Dolls classics from beyond the valley of the Murder Dolls. And Women and Children Last, probably the greatest name for an album of all time. Heading our way, February 2 in Brisbane, the 3rd in Sydney at the Metro, the 4th at Max Watts in Melbourne, the 6th in Adelaide, and the 7th wrapping things up in Perth Wednesday. Thank you so much for taking time out to chat with me, man. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.